always been my concern with tattoos is the, the judgment that other people have about it. Like, why would you do that to your body at that age? You know, you you know, that's what 20 year olds do, you know, just all the preconceived stories that people have regarding tattoos. And and I thought, no, I'm I'm you know, I had to let it go. I was like, I this is something that I've always wanted to do. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. So at this time, I would like to welcome Deborah Driggs. To the show. She is a former model, playboy, uh, centerfold, and cover girl, and a successful entrepreneur. Deborah, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's get right into it. I'm very interested in this topic because um, I have this on my list too. Uh, so what was the item you crossed off your list? I got a tattoo at the age of 57. Okay. Thank you for qualifying the age. Um, so <laughs> So how long, how long has this been on your bucket list? How long has it been there? Was it something you just did on a whim or was it something like, I really want to do this? And how long did it take you to get from idea to chair? Well, I really wanted to do it on my 50th birthday. Mm. I thought, you know, I had gone so long. I had this kind of preconceived thing about getting a tattoo. And when I was modeling in the 80s and 90s, it was really not a good idea to get a, get a tattoo because they were constantly covering them. Right. Well, today, it's completely different. And so when I turned 50, I thought, you know, I've always wanted to get one, but I never really had anything in mind. And so I was going to do it on my 50th birthday, and then I chickened out. And then when I turned 57, my daughter got this beautiful tattoo. Mm. And... And I said, you know what, I'm going to get a tattoo. And then everything kind of aligned because I kept putting it out there, putting it out there. Mm -hmm. And I ran into somebody and he said, you know, my daughter is doing these beautiful tattoos and they're one of a kind. And it's called, you know, like cosmic blueprints. And Mm -hmm. and she started this company and he showed me and I said, oh my God, that's what I want to do. And what she does is you set an intention And so you kind of describe why you want to get it and what it is that you want it to represent. And then she takes that information and gives you like four things that she came up with just through your intention. Yeah. Having the artist, like it be artist choice almost that that, I think that's the best way, especially if you find really good artists, right? Um, Absolutely. You're not, you're not, you're not wearing a, you're not wearing a a piece of flash art. You're, you're wearing someone's art. And that's really cool. Yes. And that was what was intriguing to me and, and fascinating. And, and so I took my time and came up with an intention and, you know, I wanted it to be on the left side of my body. I'm left-handed. The left side represents femininity. And, and then I have three children. So she incorporated that. And then I said, I really just want it to look like a henna tattoo mm. that has a prayer in it for my kids and for, you know, my feminine journey moving forward. And, you know, and then a lot of other intimate details that I gave her. 
And so she sent me all these beautiful drawings that she came up with. And I literally, the one I picked, she goes, that's the one I wanted to do. <laughs> and you know, she doesn't, she doesn't give you like, she doesn't push you into any of them. Right. And I said, oh, good. Then it's totally aligned. And then when I went to go do the tattoo, we just sat and we had a moment and we talked about the intention again before she started. And then we started and, you know, it's on my arm, it's on my left arm. And I never really felt anything except just little, it was interesting. It didn't hurt. And she actually told me a story and I, you know, I don't know the history of tattoos. Uh And yeah. So, you know, when I was sitting in the chair and, and she kind of gave me this background on tattoos because I really didn't know when they started or what the whole, uh, and I'm really like, I love knowing history of stuff, especially if I'm going to put something on my body. Sure. So she shared with me that tattoos were used back, back, you know, like long time ago for healing. And so if somebody had something wrong with their body, this is before the medical industry, right? So they would go and tattoo that part of the body and set an intention to heal that part of the body. And so we had this long discussion about that as well. And that was really intriguing to me because I thought, wow, you know, it's not just art on the body. It's actually can be used as a healing tool. Um, so can you describe the tattoo a little bit you say it's on your left forearm yeah it's on my left forearm and it really does look like a henna I've had many people go is that a henna Mm -hmm. and it's very light in color and it's got three um triangular shapes and you know for my three kids and it's very dainty like a piece of jewelry really Mm -hmm. you know because I really wanted it to look feminine and dainty and light and so it's just placed beautifully on my left arm and you know it's not something that's in your face you know it's just a very light you know and when people see it they go oh my god that's that's an interesting tattoo and you know nobody else will have this tattoo she only does one once she does this tattoo that's it gets rid of the art yeah Yeah. that's real that's a very very cool thing to have although i told her i actually told her i said you know what you should do is make a coffee table book with all Mm -hmm. the different tattoos that you've done that would be good so people could see so what uh personal concerns did you have um as you went to go get this tattoo was what were your fears and concerns before you sat in the chair uh nothing physical you know nothing that Mm -hmm. i wasn't worried about me but you know i think maybe just the fact that it wouldn't look good um that it wouldn't turn out the way I would have thought. And then the other thing, you know, it's, and it's always been my concern with tattoos is the, the judgment that other mm. people have about it. Like, why would you do that to your body at that age? You know, you, you know, that's what 20 year olds do, you know, <laughs> just all the preconceived stories that people have regarding tattoos. And, and I thought, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I had to let it go. I was like, I, this is something that I've always wanted to do. And that was it. But th- I think that was probably the only real concern I had was, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, I do, I do a lot of business and what other business people would think, but you know, here's the deal in that <laughs> circumstance, I can wear a long sleeve shirt. It's not a big deal. Right. I have uh, both my arms are covered. So yeah. I, I know this, I know what you're talking about. It's, it was very interesting because I live on the West coast, but I'm from the Midwest. I recently went to Spain and I was, we were in one of the major cities in Spain and it was with some friends. And um, I, you can feel when you have lots of tattoos, you can kind of feel 
what the what other people are if they're looking if why they're looking how they it's just a weird thing that you can kind of sense um and so when i'm out here in the in the pacific northwest it doesn't really matter if i go back to the the midwest people are like oh you know i get looks but i got tons and tons of looks when i was in spain and that really freaked me out and so i have a spanish friend i said why why do everybody look at my tattoos and like that's disgusting or something. He goes, well, you, you, if you have that many tattoos like you do, it's probably you're either in the mafia or you're a gypsy, one of the two. And yeah. those, those two things aren't very well respected. So it's that's why people are checking you out like that. And I was like, yeah. Well, it was also, you know, you have to remember gangs mm-hmm. mark themselves like I'm in this gang or, you know. And so, yeah, I can see that. I, I knew that that would be a definite, like, I knew I'd get mixed reviews, sure. you know, some people would be like, why'd you do that? And then other people would be like, that's so cool that you did that, you know? So it's mixed. And for me, it didn't matter anymore. I thought, you know what, I, I, I it's my life. And it kind of goes along with kind of what I feel now is that we have to do whatever it is that makes us feel good, as long as it's not hurting anybody else. And this was my body and my choice. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if people are going to judge me on a piece of art on my arm, then might want to rethink that friendship yeah. or that acquaintance. You, you said your daughter got one. Do all three of your kids have them or? I do. All three do. And it's really funny because I know that I struggled with this because mm-hmm. my son, when he turned 18, he, the first thing he did was go out and get this big tattoo on his leg. Mm. He was fishing back then and he got a big tattoo of a fish And I literally got so upset with him and threw him out. I was like, you're out, you know? And, and I said, why would you do that? That's so disrespectful. You're living with me. You know, I support you. And I had all this like feeling about it. And then, you know, I had to think about it. I'm like, you know what? It's not about you, Deb. It's about him. It's his Mm -hmm. body. And so that's what he chose to do. So by the time the girls got theirs, I was, I was over it, you know? He he got the brunt of right. that. <laughs> he paved the way. Yeah. Uh, I have a similar type of story. I've been tattooing since I was 25, so almost 26, 27 years now. And I didn't start having visible tattoos until I was about 30. So I had them, but I, they were on my shoulder, someplace where people didn't see them. And we were at a family function. I think it was Easter or something. And my mom made another comment <laughs> about my tattoos. And I said, all right, I'm done. I said, I want everybody, there's 20 people in the, the house having uh, Easter dinner. And I said, I want everybody that's got a tattoo to raise their hand. And there are like 10 or 12 other people that raise their hands. And I'm like, all right, mom, next time you want to say something, say something to one of these people. <laughs> Don't take it out on me because mine are visible. It doesn't mean uh, yeah. I should take the brunt of it. Yeah, today it's not a, it's, you know, there's, I have, I have a couple of friends that are really into like the whole country club and mm-hmm. Like you won't get accepted to a country club at some country clubs if you have tattoos, which is such craziness. Yeah. And so my friend, the first thing one of my friends said to me was, "You can't get into a country club now." And I was like, "Oh my god, are you serious? If that's the worst thing, yeah, you know, no, no doubt. I don't want to be in that club. Exactly. It's just getting so sad. Probably not a club I'd want to join if that was the case. Exactly. So, what's the one piece of advice you would give somebody? Um, who was thinking about doing this later on in their years, you know, not when they were 20, but doing it later on, what would be a piece of advice you'd give them about, about the process or about doing it in general? Well, I wouldn't, I would, you know, don't do it impulsively. Mm. 
Um, you know, I had been thinking about it for years and it'll line up when it's ready to line up. And, you know, you really want to be really like when you know you're completely sure that this is it, you want to do this. I think you get that feeling of, you know, you don't want to have the regret because it's permanent right. and it hurt. It's more painful to remove it. Yes. So, so yeah, you just want to be really careful of, you know, what you choose to do if you're going to get a tattoo. And, you know, I had looked at, I, there was a time I was in New York and I was going to go and see somebody there that was pretty famous for doing tattoos. Mm -hmm. And then I changed my mind at the last minute. It was very expensive. And I thought, oh my God, am I really going to invest this money? And I wasn't sure, you know, you really want to be sure. And, and the other thing too, is where on your body you want to do it. And one of the first things this, this lady asked me was, where are you thinking of doing it? And I said, I know exactly where I want to do it. So Mm -hmm. I was very Sure. And so when you're kind of still, fig- when you're in the figuring out stage, that's when you want to kind of hold the brakes and, you know, really be sure that this is where you want to do it. This is what you want. And then make sure you interview a few people, you know, that are going to align with what you want. You mean artist wise, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you wouldn't just walk into an art gallery and just buy the first piece that walked up, you know, that you walked up to. You would look at everything that's there. You would evaluate all those things, and it's kind of the same process for me. Um, my right arm is fully sleeved, and uh, that was an artist that I found online, and I, and I did the same thing. I went to him and said, you know, do whatever you want to do, and because for me that was about him and his artistry. It wasn't about me. I mean, a lot of times tattoos represent stuff for people, and that's true. And, my left side is all like that. But for me, it was, I want this guy's art on me. And so I said to him, do whatever you want. He goes, what? <laughs> He'd never really heard that before. He was like, yeah, just do whatever you want. And he took the measurements. And he came back with something. I said, yeah, let's go. It's yours. Do it. So amazing. That is called trust, brother. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and again, it, <laughs> again I, I didn't walk into the shop as I was driving by it. Right. I mean, I spent a lot of time looking online and looking at this person's art. And, you know, so by the time we got to consultation, I knew that I wanted his work on me. So it was, it, you know, it was, I trusted him. And I think that's, and he, he, again, very expensive, do a full piece on the right arm, but he cut me some breaks and, and I got to do some things that normally you wouldn't do. He asked me to do a tattoo show with him. So basically he was working on my arm and tattooing me while people were coming by and he was talking to him. And I think I sat for like six, seven hours that day. And so, but I got it really cheap. So, cause, yeah. cause I was just canvas. So that's, that was good for me. That's amazing. Yeah. And I also, and I worked with teenagers a lot over the past 20, 30 years. And so the, they've been very visible and kids think it's cool. And I'm just like, you know, like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. And I'm like, well, just think about it. Like you said, just make sure it's the thing. Right. Cause I've yeah. had, I've had cover-ups and I've had laser to get some stuff removed that I didn't <laughs> later on didn't want. And so you have to know exactly what it is uh, that you're interested in. And so, yeah, I have a, I have an appointment in a week. <laughs> so um, to get nothing. Yeah, I've already been researching the next mm-hmm person that I want to uh, do another tattoo. I want to do one on the back of my neck. So, you know, my hair will cover it. And then if I want it to show, I can put my hair up, you know, but I thought I'm going to do one on the back of my neck. And, and now everyone's like, oh, here she goes. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, I think it's true that uh, 
<laughs> the endorphins start rushing when the, when that needle touches your skin. And um, it was funny. I was in the chair one time and um, I called up a friend of mine who had recently got a tattoo. And I, and I said, hold on, let me say, listen to this. And I told the tattoo artist to press the gun so it would vibrate and make that noise. My friend was like, oh my gosh, where are you? I want to be there. You know, even that yeah. noise, even that noise was, um, you know, incited the memory of those endorphins. So yeah. you can't get it get good. Yeah. But yeah. I, th- I think it's great that you, you've waited in time. So like I'm getting knuckle tattoos in a week. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so that's like, that's like the biggest commitment. I think you can't, cause you can't cover it up unless you're wearing gloves and that's only a certain part of time in certain parts of the country. So, so, you, you know, it's visible there, there. So I, it's been a long time, but I, I've had that, what I want in my head for probably six, seven years and just that's haven't amazing. done it yeah. and now it's time. So. Is this it, or do you, or do you want more tattoos? You, you kind of indicated that you're. I kind of indicated it. that I want more, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, this isn't it. I, I've already like in my vision. I see myself getting one on my left finger, on the back of my neck, maybe later on, on my ankle, near my mm-hmm. ankle. But yeah, no, I've already had these thoughts of like, okay, where's the next one? So. Um, but again, I'm just kind of waiting for the right moment and looking at different people online and seeing what resonates with me. What is something that's on your bucket list that is completely different than getting a tattoo? Oh gosh. Well, I'm a big travel person. I've traveled quite extensively. I would say that Antarctica is definitely on my bucket list. I really want to go and um kayak and see mm. the penguins and and do that adventure that looks so adventurous to me is it just the adventure that draws you to that or is there something well, else i also on? have this thing where i want to complete and do all the continents and mm-hmm. i only have two left which is antarctica and australia and i've been to all the others and so yeah i'm that's that's you know for me there's always a, a travel item on my bucket list sure. So what, also, there's also a, uh, there's always adventure on my travel list, mm-hmm. which kind of goes with traveling because I, I like to do hiking adventures. And so I sometimes plan my trips around that. Like I hiked Machu Picchu and um, I'd love to hike Kilimanjaro. Yeah, there you go. Those are, yeah. those are some good goals. Um, what's next? What's the next thing you're going to cross off your bucket list? Well, funny you should ask. <laughs> yesterday I was researching it. I want to be a really good uh, shooter. So I want to learn how to shoot a gun. Okay. And I've only shot a gun once. And um, I went to a shooting range one time and shot a few different guns. Actually, no, I've been twice to two different shooting ranges, but I want to learn how to really shoot well. Mm-hmm. And um so I was researching it online. There's so many great places, little academies you can go to to learn how to shoot. So that is definitely next on my list. Deborah, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. Um, where can people find out more information about you and some of the things you're doing? So I have my own website, which is DebraDriggs.com. And I write a weekly blog and I have a newsletter that goes out every week to anybody that signs up for my newsletter and comes to my website. I have some really exciting things happening this year. I have a book being published this year. It's a a Mm. fiction, historical fiction book called Son of a Basque. 
about the Basque country in Spain. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm looking to make it into a screenplay. Um, I have a movie coming out this year that I did last year. And so I, all of that information is on my website. I kind of keep that updated. And then all social media, Deborah Driggs on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, all of them. I'm, I'm on all social media as well. Great. Well, I will make sure that all those links get put in the show notes so that we thank can you. make sure that drive people there. Um, thank you so much for being here. And uh, when you cross yeah. off some of those other things, let me know and we'll have you back. Okay. Thank Thanks. you so much for having me. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list. <laughs>